i was being very intelligent you know what's being intelligent i was like god if this if this the maybe this the sermon i should preach i i was trying to wrestle with god not wrestle i was didn't consult him really i was just i felt like this is the way you know you feel in a certain way and i began to put down i was sitting with the lord walking doing things my heart meditating and i thought this is the and i started putting things down and finally i heard a knock on my shoulder and the holy spirit said what are you doing i said what am i doing <laughs> i'm trying to put something to get there for this sunday 4 pm the lord said that's not it throw those things out i said okay and 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 the lord led me to a chapter i said oh my goodness will people like it if i talk about this the lord said i want you to talk about it so i left the wheel long ago in my life okay i don't preach what i desire i preach what my master my boss tells me to preach okay you with me yes. we don't do church for you <laughs> oh my goodness ouch <laughs> You can go quote me it's okay. <laughs> I don't do church for you. I do church for the Lord. Yes. Now I I preach for him not for you. Okay? So I'm going to I'm going to give you as he gave me but I know but the end of it I really feel in my heart. See. I feel what I'm about to give you is like a mentorship sermon. might feel out a little that in the moments but it's a mentorship sermon which can change your life can i give this to you okay it is not a pre-prepared one i read what he wanted me to read i'm ready to go off of it but you will receive it okay tell your neighbor this is for me more than for you <laughs> okay <laughs> tell the other neighbor to this is for you this is for me more than for you so nobody no judgment in the room okay let's go to matthew chapter 14 i believe this is going to change your life these truths must change us it has to change us okay i need to cover quite a bit and i believe you'll give me time as the word keeps coming to you even if it cuts into your spirit let it cut so that hear me the surgery that the holy spirit wants to do in you will be done okay at the end of it you'll come out different okay matthew chapter 14 i'll start reading okay at that time herod the tetrarch you can help my pronunciation if it's little off heard the report about jesus and said to his servants this is john the baptist he's risen from the dead and therefore these powers are at work in him just a detail for you to notice for herod had laid hold of john and bound him and 
put him in prison for sake of Herodias his brother Philip's wife because John had said to him it is not lawful for you to have her and although he wanted to put him to death he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet i'll 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 keep giving you some information revelation keep processing it okay basically at this point of time john the baptist is what dead he's not alive one of the things people ask me is wow john was the forerunner of jesus right prophet of the time jesus said there was nobody else greater born to man right to women i just wanted to mankind women and he is there's nobody greater than him yet he got killed start thinking with me mentorship sermon okay we can be very great yet our end, end can be different if we don't take care that's what i said it's a mentorship sermon okay john announced the arrival of jesus think with me he even told the first person in the new testament to tell everybody i see how the holy spirit descended on jesus nobody had seen the holy spirit until that point he gave the form to the holy spirit looked like a dove hmm wow and he said to jesus you are the messiah the one who acknowledges the lord so well yet he got killed if he died it was okay for me in his own terms right but he got killed by an evil man with an evil agenda which tells me and it requires me and you to investigate why is that so don't just draw a quick conclusion saying oh this is what happened this is why it happened but let's dive a little deeper jesus the greatest one the son of god submitted to john to get baptized correct you with me you lost lose me but do you need to ask whom did john the baptist submit to you with me let's take it slow before jesus went into the water he was jesus christ not jesus christ it was jesus the son of mary and joseph you with me when he came out of the water he was jesus christ the son of the living god dimensions changed the moment he went into the baptism waters and he came out so whom did john 
the baptist submit to after that jesus because he said his disciples left him and they went after jesus right john the baptist's job was to announce the arrival of jesus he was the forerunner he was ahead of jesus declaring the arrival the prophetic arrival of jesus hey but after the arrival happened what are you doing now i need to take you guys slow whenever you'll still come back next week <laughs> i only pray i i ask god to give you that grace when you overstep your assignment and do what you are not called to do i want to ask you a question is god supposed to cover you irrespective of what you do sounds easy but should we not just say god you just cover me irrespective of what the thing here is john was captured in the prison and he began to get offended with jesus who supposed to be his covering his spiritual covering people of god you can tell me it's just a natural event that's happening in my life or if you're really spiritually intelligent and you want to know the truth you will investigate what is the root of this natural event that's happening is there a spiritual significance to this because everything that happens in the natural somewhere started its root in the spiritual it goes everywhere in every dimension this is the truth that is why john's offense in the natural you know what i'm talking about right he sent disciples to say jesus are you the messiah should we wait for you or for somebody else hey what happened to you you had such a revelation of jesus christ you saw heavens open you saw the holy spirit come down and now we are not trusting your own visions you see what i'm saying if the enemy can push you to a place you with me taking down notes he can question your own walk with god now you need to ask what is happening has the enemy infiltrated my mind and my system so much now i'm even questioning is this god is this not god i'm sorry to say this is the case of john the baptist but this is exactly what's happening even today there are people who are preaching against the bible you're holding and they're saying this is not god's word come on now are you talk to me come on talk to me people of god they will tell you this is man made man written this are just theories what are they doing they're questioning the foundation on which your life is supposed to be built when you lose your foundation what is the stability you're standing on come on talk to me so now when john the baptist sent his disciples to ask are you the messiah he already questioned what he was supposed to be doing for his entire lifetime you with me yeah. 
his entire life his birth was the genesis to announce the arrival of the messiah that was the reason he was brought to earth now that reason is being compromised now tell me where is john protected you with me he walked out of his own spiritual covering he had no more covering whatsoever in the realms of the spirit what did he take offense but you need to ask why is he getting offended because he is expecting jesus to do something in the natural forgetting that first he needs to tap into jesus spiritually you're with me i i know some of you are still thinking he's saying i am now arrested by herod why don't you come and open the prison doors for me correct yeah. but john the baptist had a calling you're with me still had a calling on his life you know what the calling was that he will go in the spirit and power of elijah huh he has tapped into the spirit of elijah but there's no witness of the power of elijah no demonstration you don't you never hear john the baptist did any miracles so you're telling me god who gave him the spirit didn't give him the power he had to touch down with his mentor jesus christ and ask how do i tap in to not just the spirit of prophesying but the spirit of power that flows from it you with me jesus the messiah the anointed one was supposed to anoint him again to the next level to go in the power but he never had that interaction anymore ask me why is a mentorship sermon because the moment jesus started his ministry john the baptist sent all his disciples to follow jesus but he himself did not follow him go check your bibles they came and said this man jesus the one whom you baptized he's doing signs wonders and miracles should we go and he said if god gave him that no man shall receive anything unless it is given to him by god so god has given him this anointing he told his disciples and he said if you want you can also go follow but where were you john why can't you be walking with the 12 when you could be one more ask the questions you know why because he did not pursue jesus any more spiritually going to give you a key when you stop pursuing the lord spiritually you're missing out his arrival to your life even naturally you're very quiet you know you're still reacting and when you begin to see deficits in your natural life then you go back to him and ask why are you not helping me naturally listen the job description of the messiah is to lead your spirit first then naturally but you're not tapping into the spirit side of jesus so how will the natural side of jesus come to you i'm giving you deep stuff 
that is why i said you can come into a church service and you can say maybe i do this do this that's the natural side when you kneel in worship can i say this can you kneel in your spirit first when you clap your hands can you clap your hands with your spirit first in the sense from the depth of your being when you shout a hallelujah can it come from the bottom of your heart where god hears your spirit more than your natural i'm going to be myself now we have become a very desensitized christians our sensitivity comes because of the volume of the speaker in the room i oh my goodness it also comes from the screaming of the man from the podium but if you really ask yourself why are you excited your excitement is in the natural i'm i'm touching some nerve today but i'm preaching for the lord you know he's responsible for you not me but i'll i still love you but the lord loves you more so your excitement is for the things that are happening around you but can your excitement go deeper than that and can you celebrate him more than you celebrate anything else then when you shout a hallelujah it will shake the very atmosphere around you because heaven is paying attention to your cry ah rekhani antaraba so this is why spiritually connect to the lord more than physically you start spiritually right even your physical will naturally tune up you won't you won't miss it you won't miss it your spirit will have such kind of information where your natural man will say hey let's arrange ourselves rearrange it'll be a quick rearrangement but the problem i said desensitized christianity is because everything is related to the external now when we are so busy fixing everything we never pay attention to the inner man but who is the lord interested in your inner man so now john's case he's offended in his spirit he's not fixing the offense he's questioning the natural jesus hey are you the messiah you know the best part is he doesn't even answer him you know why because john knew the answer so what was the seed in john's heart offense that he didn't come when he expected him to come change it i'm giving i'm giving you this mentorship kind of sermon don't get offended with god when he has not come according to your timeline it is okay but pursue him until it becomes his timeline and that matches your timeline don't give up in the middle this is what today's today's word we say oh god i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting waiting on whom's terms oof my goodness we are waiting on our terms and we tell god i am waiting we have only maybe 100 years he has all the time in this world so when you're waiting even one day can i give you keys can you wait in the way he's expecting you to wait oh rebani antaraka even that one day you wait in his presence can you wait the way he's expecting you to wait that is your game changer what if i told you one day in the presence of god is what thousand days right so can you get into one day like that in your life and change the equation for the rest of your life it is possible child of god but the thing with us we don't want to go there 
So, break the chaff. For those who heard me preach last week, break the chaff. Let the wheat out inside of you talk to God. So, John, I'm just going slow. Like, John, so what happened to you? Offense took over. Where did the offense take over? In the depths of his heart, right? Offense. You just read with me certain things. I just read. We'll keep going. Because John had said to him, it is not lawful, for, verse 4, for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. Herod did not kill John the Baptist because he had an obligation. Everybody say this word obligation. What's an obligation? You want to do something else, but you're going to do this because you are obligated. Not because you really want to do that. So that is what was holding Herod from killing, G- from killing John the Baptist. Okay? But watch this. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her what he might ask. So she when having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. Okay? And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. Watch this. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Herod ruled He was a tetrarch, means he ruled, he was one of the rulers among the four. Okay? He, I think he almost ruled three provinces. I might not be accurate, even if it's any other number. Just think this with me. John the Baptist's head was as equivalent, where he said, I will give you up to, you know, he said, where, where did he say? In another version, actually it says, in another version, don't go there. John, Herod says, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. You remember that? So you're telling me this prophet's head was equivalent to three provinces. You're, You're catching up with me. You'll catch up quickly. The girl did not want half of the kingdom. But she wanted the head of a speaking prophet on a platter. What are you telling me? That his head was equivalent to almost like three nations, three provinces. That is how much big his value was. You with me? You with me? Deep. That is how huge he was in the spirit. But now... His head had no covering. 
you with me jesus was no more his spiritual covering so whatever he was doing in this territory had no covering now you with me he was doing it solo without any spiritual protection the first thing that happens is his head is taken out hold on don't get offended with this i'm taking you somewhere so the reason you need to ask where was john's offense in his heart in his mind in his head and that is what got attacked you with me where the offense was found there the enemy took the shot watch this you with me still let's go really slow john's problem was the sowing of offense against jesus correct yes. where the offense was found without any more covering of jesus that's where the enemy took the shot at correct yes. and how did the enemy attack john the offense that he sowed was the offense also found in herod's heart he did not want to kill him you with me he didn't want to really kill him at this point because he wanted to be a good man before the people but why did he got killed because his brother's wife had taken offense from what john had spoken offense versus offense the offense of this lady became a seed in the hands of an obligation i'll 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 take you slow when the offense pushes you to forget your boundaries and to do certain things beyond your boundaries you already crossed the line and that is exactly what he did he crossed that line and he got john beheaded people of god i'm going to give you a life lesson right here offense might not look as big as you think it is spiritual offense i'm not talking about he took my candy she took my candy so i'll fight and get it back spiritually being offended is something that has to be addressed as quick as possible because that offense in you can be found as a target from the enemy's camp and the enemy will find that offense and he will find you without a covering there so deal with offense as soon as you can whether the person says you're right or wrong but from your heart i'm giving you life lessons it might sound very simple but i'm telling you if this could take a prophet who was worth a three provinces or three nations oh come on now come on now i don't think so we have reached that i don't want to say that but 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 if you and i can quickly deal with offense quickly go to the lord and say lord this is the way i feel about you but it's okay i submit it to you can you do that because what is found in you will be the target from the enemy's camp you see what i'm saying he was obligated he pushed beyond an obligation why because the offense provoked the king to do certain things you with me still 
Are you learning something? Are you really learning? You're going somewhere? Okay. Now this is what happens, okay? When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a desert to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. See this is what happens. Now Jesus hears this incident. What is his response? His response is actually the solution to a matter like this. You want to know? It's beautiful. When the Lord opened my eyes, I was like, "Wow." I never saw because I was wondering, what was the solution when you're on offense like this? Watch what happens. How did Jesus react? Okay? Before I go there, there are some things John the Baptist also did. He was not given permission to speak as the main man when Jesus was on the scene. Guess what? Take your spiritual battles well calculated. You were be so quiet. I don't know. Maybe it's too deep at this point. Jesus the Messiah is in the region. He is not telling Herod what to do, what not to do. He is doing ministry according to the way the Holy Spirit is leading him. John, what is your problem? Who told you to go and judge the king, his brother's wife and thing? What what is your ministry right now? Are you supposed to be taking on spiritual battles which you are not supposed to? Uh, I'm going to pro- I'm going to prophetically say something. Some of you are found in a prison like that. Not because even the Lord left you. You did something the Lord never told you to do. You took upon yourself a very special assignment and you began to partake of everybody's sin. You know, I don't know. Don't be excited to lay hands on everybody people of God. I'm going to bust a bubble right now. The Bible says don't lay hands on people and become partakers of their sin. So what are you laying hands on? Uh, okay, I didn't get much amens. Don't go by half baked truth in your spirit. Investigate fully. Even Paul, he was telling he was he didn't even lay hands on certain people. He said, "Hand them over to Satan. I'm not going to lay hands on them." Come on now. You know, you, you know you need to ask yourself why am I going to certain battles right now? Because John, it was not your deal to go and encounter that principality. It you first of all you're offended with your spiritual covering. Now you're standing up and fighting the principality in the region. thinking you still have a voice that god gave you yes god gave you a voice but that voice had to be submitted you will have authority when you're under authority but you have no authority right now you want to stand up and say who told you to do this and this there was some level of obligation he had not to kill him as a prophet but your offense and you're stepping out of the boundary you taking on an assignment which is not even yours you know you wanted to fight a battle just because you had some free time all because why you think he didn't know what he was doing was right or wrong but you had to stand up and declare some things 
Sometimes the attack will not even come for what you said or did. You with me? It will come because of what you are aiming against. You are very quiet. This is not to put fear. This is not to put fear. This is not to put fear. But this is to help somebody. But when you did cross the boundary, took on a new assignment, did you go and consult your spiritual covering? No. You got yourself into a mess. Instead of asking me, help me out, you're telling him, who are you now? Are you the real deal? Are you still going to help me? That is what was aggressively being asked by John. Instead of him going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, can you help me? I'm in the prison. He, you didn't send your disciples to say this. You sent your disciples to question how powerful he is. You don't like this sermon. Half of the issues and problems today we face is because many have, you forgot your own territory. And you went to deal the snakes in your neighbor's garden. And God is like, spend time fixing your garden first. Make your life right first. You have so many open doors which are so wide open. But you don't want to close them. You want to go look into other doors which are open. <laughs> Fish out the problem from there. And it's causing a lot of issues. I don't know why. Lord, I'm just being a faithful. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, master. So the thing is now, what do you do when you're found like that? Don't get offended that you got attacked. Go get reconciled with the Lord in your spirit first. Take away that offense quickly and tell God, I don't know, I did this. Maybe it's my ignorance. Maybe it's my foolishness. It is my immaturity. But now, Lord, help me. Humility, so such a shortcut to the kingdom. But, but John, your offense killed that humility in you. So now what happens? Jesus hears this. He doesn't make a comment. He does something. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. Wow. Where did Jesus go? When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. The response of Jesus should, should actually make us think. What did he do? He, he departed from there. When all the things he heard happened, he disconnected himself. And he goes where? To a deserted place by himself. Sometimes, when you hear bad news and some information, you have to take time to disconnect from that situation and stop hearing through that situation. Go to God. Get alone by yourself. 
and this is what happens he goes there by himself and when the multitudes heard it they followed him on foot from the cities this is interesting and when jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick wow you with me are you all sleeping really you ready now to go deeper okay jesus goes to a desert what's a desert talk to me dry no water heat hot summer a place where there's nothing you could feel comfortable about he goes to an uncomfortable place and he finds himself followed by a group of people they follow him to the uncomfortable place where he has gone that itself is a revelation he didn't go to a nice place he went to a deserted place so when he went there these people followed him and you will see something happen when he saw them he moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick something you need to see here he takes people to a deserted place before he makes them whole Lord, open their eyes. I am preaching what you told me to preach. Let their eyes be open. In your offense, can you follow him even though it's uncomfortable? Lato robo kosi karia. Even when you are not found your solution, can you keep pursuing him no matter what path? No matter how uncomfortable, no matter how mind blowing it is you're not understanding jesus i want your help but still you're taking me to a desert season why lord i don't understand but i'll still come after you la faria tarakaseke because this is the way you're with me this is the way he can actually heal you from the real offense oh because he, if you will sit with him and he'll give you a candy and he'll give you an ice cream and say get comfortable get out of the offense you'll not really let go of it but he will go to a place which is lonely he will go to a place which is deserted he will take you to a place of discomfort he will take you to a place where everything looks dry and dead and if you can still pursue him even though you don't understand it there in that desert he can prove something he is god because imagine this was a city that jesus went to and there are hundreds of clinics and hospitals i'm just making up stuff and he and they can go anywhere and and they could get some solution ultimately they'll not give glory to the lord because they'll say this is this is this 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 is why i got here but jesus is like let me go away to a place where they can find nothing else but me they can find a solution not outside of me when it is only me and i can prove to them irrespective of the desert they are in i can still bring the wholeness within them 
Even though they don't see the signs of anything flourishing around them, but when they follow me enough, I can give life back where it is not found because I am the God of all flesh. He was showing himself how he could still touch you when everything around your life is so dry. He was showing himself how he can still meet you when there's nothing that you see in the outside. But there's only one thing you know in the natural that you're still following him in the spirit. You're following after him in the spirit. You're not going after him because it looks nice, because it looks all right, because everybody's cheering you. Yes, yes, go to the desert, nice vacation. No, 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 no. You're telling, no, God, I don't care how this looks, but still I will go after you because there is a side of you that can still touch me in my desert season. Oh, Rembra Sakatarabaha. And the Bible says, and he had compassion. So how will you trigger the compassion of the Lord? In your desert season, don't say goodbye. In your desert season, cling the hardest. Oh, in your desert season, don't let go of his path. In your desert season, don't compromise yourself. Say, Lord, I might feel offended. I might feel unanswered. All that is fine. But still, I'm coming after you. Oh, I'm coming after you, Lord. Oh, I'm coming after you irrespective. Because there, there is a kind of healing that you'll put into, into your system, which is not found anywhere else which the roots are found in the spirit of Jesus. That's where he shows he's the God of the supernatural. He has to break some ideologies of miracles. You know what's the breaking of ideologies of miracles? No signs it can happen. But still he can make it happen then you know it is God. Wow. Because he can show that it came from him. <laughs> Not from anything else around. Something is happening in this room. Let's continue. When it was evening, watch this. His disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place. Wow. And the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the village and buy for themselves food. Very interesting. So the whole day, Jesus did ministry. His disciples came to him saying, reconfirming, it is a deserted place. There's no water. There's nothing happening now. Now we have to send these guys away or else they're all going to die. What I don't understand, help me understand this. 
the logic of his own disciples. They will see in the morning he healed. And they will come and tell in the evening. Not about his healing. But what is not possible from him. You might find yourself like that at certain stages. You might have experienced something by God once upon a time. But now that memory has faded away. And the memory is of the memory now. But God is telling me to tell somebody prophetically. Remember what I have done for you in 2010. Remember what I've done for you in 2011. The Lord is calling somebody to, to remember what he did in the earlier desert season of your life. Why do you think now this desert will consume you? If that did not consume you that day. What makes you think the God who worked then will not be able to work now? What makes you think the miracle that happened then will not happen now? Because your sight is right now too much attached to the desert you're in. But my God is calling you to forget the eyesight of the desert and fix your eyesight on the one who's with you in the desert. So this is the time for you all to remember what he has done in the desert life of yours in the past. Now why do you forget that and look at this desert and say, this is already too late. This is what the disciples said. It's already too late, Lord. It's not too late, people of God. The hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the village and buy themselves food. Verse 16. You're still with me, people of God? But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. The Lord was saying, look, I'm not going to send them away because of your great idea. But yet I will help you. To find me in you. You're my disciples, right? So I have to find my miracles, my grace, my power, my anointing inside of you. When you want to come and tell, send them away. And the Lord is like, no, 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 no. If you send them away, that's you sending them away. But I want to find, you with me? Myself in you. I want to find my DNA inside of you. Can you do something for them like I did in the morning? Can you do that what I did in the morning? Can you do that now in the evening? If I healed them, can you provide for them? Oh, Reba Sataraba. Come on, people, you're so quiet. What was he doing? He was provoking the God factor inside them. He does the same thing even today. In your desert, when you have followed him long enough and you find yourself in the desert, don't fear the desert. Look into what is inside of you. There is still life inside of you. Because you have traveled with him. And if you are hearing him, he will do something. He will cause you to bring out something which you thought never existed. But yet, he is the cause of that something that is inside of you. And that inside of you will sprout out. 
Father, I decree and declare what they don't see, let them begin to see today. What they don't realize, let them begin to realize today. You're all very quiet. Are, you, are we already done? Are you already full? I'm not even way past a little. I have to finish this another few scriptures. Because if I don't, I'll be leaving you in the middle of the surgery. I don't want to do that. But Jesus said to them, do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. What is left in your hands now? I'm not talking about offering. I'm not, I'm not talking about offering. I'm talking about what is in your hands that is left now that God can use. You might say you're in a desert, but still there is something left in you, in your spirit. Maybe there's a shout. Maybe there is a praise. Maybe there is a prayer. Maybe there is a little bit of faith. Maybe there is something that is still in you. What is left in you? Don't discard it now. The tactic of the desert is, it takes away your eyes from what you have and makes you start thinking about what is not around you. Remember what the disciples said, there is nothing here. I remove that blindness from your spirit today where you're sitting and saying, there is nothing left. Ah, can somebody receive that word? Disciples sat and said, there is nothing here. It is a deserted place. Who said so? Because you're so yoked to what you're seeing, but can you see beyond it? The presence of your master proves it wrong. There is still something left in your hands. Lord, what is left in my hands? He said, bring them here to me. The question is, what you have in your hands cannot make it through the desert. That's true. But what you do have, can you bring it to his hands? Don't sow it to the desert soil. It will kill it. But can you bring it to the one who's telling you, bring it to me now? I'm speaking in layers and parables to somebody here. Whatever is left of your spirituality in your heart, bring it to him today. Bring whatever faith is left in you. Bring it to the feet of Jesus. Can you bring it one more time into his hands and say, this is all that is left in me. If you can take this. He won't reject it. He won't reject it. He's not rejecting you today. He's actually accepting whatever is left of you. And then he does something. 
then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass can you bring that word then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass hey with me you don't realize what has happened in the past one hour disciples you don't realize what happened from morning to evening the place called desert is giving out grass in the reboni antaraba some got it some are still thinking you went into a desert but you followed the one into the desert and the presence of the one is the presence of life and you sat under his shadow you sat under his influence you sat under his anointing you sat and you saw many things but you did not check what have was happening to your desert ah rabakatarianta rabaseke what you defined as desert was before but once you walked with him long enough that desert will also have to begin to give out grass you are too quiet for me leforianto robokosika and jesus was now i want you to sit down calm down you're not seeing it right sit down on the grass people of god the way of jesus is the right way he doesn't rush for anything every time you meet jesus he's telling people sit down and hear my word even today i want to tell you it works you sit down under the influence under the sound of a living word that is coming from his spirit it might sound dry and deserted for you sometimes when the speaker is long speaking too long maybe like me you might feel where is it going but you don't know what is happening some things around you that were planning to kill you has already given up on you and something that wants to quench you is already dying and new life is sprouting around you without your knowledge because you know what you followed a spirit and i told you in the beginning it is the spirit that brings life everything starts from the spirit jesus was showing them it is not the natural that rules it is the spiritual that rules and today if you can get this into your spirit it is the spirit that rules if your spirit can make that connection i want to decree and declare over you your desert is coming to an end few amens few amens because something is being reversed dryness is changing to what yeah dryness is changing to new life because the the sound of his word is the sound of life i decree and declare over you today by the lord jesus i serve that life is about to manifest in your desert and you will see the sprouting it's time to let go of the offense and cling to him and let the grass ah uh, he who leads you 
to green pastures may he become your lord he who leads you to green pastures no you know sometimes we think it's always have to be green pastures no my friend if god can lead you he can lead you to a green pasture follow him he will lead you he will change your desert into a garden and a garden into a wilderness he's capable he's capable he's capable and and something happens something happens while that is happening can i go a little more minutes i love it when you are i know we don't do like 30 minute sermon you don't finish church in 30 minutes i told you it's kind of a surgery it's happening whether you like it or not but you're submitting it and god is doing the operation let it happen just submit okay and this is what happens he said bring them to me he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples looking up to heaven he's connecting what is left of you back to heaven out of your desert yes when you look at him bring what you have in your hands he's taking that back connecting to the place where it needs to be connected where life comes from for too long some of you have been so connected to your desert may you be realigned to your heaven may you be realigned ratha baraha sikaria oh if you're clapping for the lord clap together and celebrate this grace and this prophetic declaration may life come back to your system may life come back to your system uh people on zoom may life come back to your system oh i see some of you crying my goodness the presence of god is so thick you see you see what's happening right there i see people crying here on zoom i see people crying i see i see them crying and weeping some of them are experiencing the presence of god what is it